0: So we are going all in and getting deep down and dirty with the devil. What? The first thing we did see on Dynamite this week was a recap of last week's Dynamite, when yeah, this guy was beating up all of MJF's friends, which has now left Maxwell Jacob Friedman just a little bit isolated. ruh roll. He's kind of even told us on commentary that security had been beefed up. And I was like, yeah, I love a good beefing and I realized I absolutely had to change my words. Also, my friends? And welcome to another episode of Ups and Downs, this week focusing on AEW Dynamite. Look, don't worry, everyone's getting so crazy. We're just gonna have a nuts weekend because we will do Ups and Downs for SmackDown Down and Collision on Saturday morning. And then Sunday morning, it'll be Ups and Downs for Full Gear. And then people send me a message going saying, Simon, why don't you sleep? Exhibit A. Let's up those doubts. Hook and Orange Cassidy versus the Black Bull Combat Club was also our first match. And I'll tell you why this ruled. Because it was kind of one of the first contests where Hook had been up against people who were able to whip his ass. And did he come out smelling of roses? (laughs) Well, he lost, but he was also smelling good. Him and Orange just walked through the audience as well to carve John Moxley and Wheeler Utah. And while eventually, Wheels and Hook got back into the ring, Orange and Mox just started to punch each other in the crowd. Finally, they decided, oh yeah, I should probably help my tag team partner, which is when Jonathan did tag in, which meant we got a little something something between Hook and Moxley. And instantly, my brain said, yeah, give me more of that. That is something that AEW should do more of. Just grab two random people and let them see them fight. It does something to me hook was even able to german suplex his ass although this is when the bcc started doing all the tags and they beat him up for a while which is when orange decided well you know this isn't good for my partner and he dove onto everyone he also got the hot tag which can't be good for a piece of fruit because surely he would melt eventually and while he was doing all right for a little while eventually mox and wheeler were back and they hit the heart attack I was like, man, I didn't see that coming. Given that Orange had also done the little kicks to Moxley, he then responded in kind, but I kind of think he was taking the piss here, when all of a sudden, we just got every German suplex known to man. Allemacht verdammt du! Moxley then returned with a cutter, so Orange decided, well, I'm going to hit you with the orange punch. And if you can believe it, Mox kind of just turned around as if he had breathed on him. Even the commentators were going crazy about this. They were like, that is one of his signature moves and it barely deaded John Moxley at all. Oh no. It also left Hook totally isolated and he got wham with the Death Rider as Wheeler did that seatbelt thing, jig, to get the one, two, three. And once again, the big takeaway was afterwards, Orange Cassidy was kind of staring at the floor and he was like, well, if my maneuvers don't work, how will I retain my international title? Moxley also got on the microphone and basically said this. He was like, come full gear, you're totally screwed because I'm a human being and you're an orange. So what chance do you stand? So I like this, because we are doing the whole Orange Cassidy may not have enough confidence thing again. So maybe he'll even start to cheat. I didn't say it. Either way, I absolutely cannot call this match. And that is the secret sauce when it comes to sports entertainment. You want to put your butt in a chair, be like, I don't know who's going to win here. And then question what happened to your voice. Giving it a an nap. And speaking of being pumped, two people that may very well have the match of the night at Full Gear and stole the show here too, is Hangman a Page. Swerve Strickland. Now, Tony Schiavone was hosting this segment and he was like, look, we all know the deal here. You guys have been told if you get into it, not only is the match gonna be canceled, but you shall be suspended until the end of 2023. Now, wait a minute, it's mid-November. Doesn't sound that bad at all. Phone also finally asked the question we've been wanting to hear, which was, oh, yeah, by the way, Swerve, why are you gone around breaking into people's houses? Now, Paige actually grabbed the mic here and he answered it. He was like, it's because one, he's an absolute dumbass, and two, he's still a dumbass, maybe even more of one since he got fired two years ago. I was like, ha ha, here we go, shot's fired. He also called him a waste of life, so I suppose that Hangman thinks that sperm should have gone to someone else when he was like, you can't be world champion, you couldn't even keep your relationship together because your fiancé left you and your kids refused to talk to you. Got a little bit? Uncomfortable here. I was like, (laughs) is he making that up or is that true? The cowboy then turned his attention to Prince Nana and was all like, You're nothing but a yes man. And Swerve, you can't even see it because this guy is using you. He takes all of your money and he goes and spends it on weed that he buys from high school kids. And man, Prince Nana deserves some kind of award. Because he sold this like he'd been shot in the head. He was absolutely mortified. Page then said when he's done with Strickland, he's going to take that weed from the Prince. Once again, he melted down. When he explained, I don't need no law enforcement because I'm the judge, I'm the jury, I'm the executioner. So come full gear, I am basically going to end you forever. I was just going, man. This hangman Adam Page, push him back to the top. He then also realized the rules only applied to him and Swerve. So he attacked Prince now, when, of course, all the security guards were here. Seriously, wrestling security guards, what are they good for? And surprise, surprise, one got absolutely murked with the Buckshot Lariat. It also meant that Strickland had to leg it and he didn't say one word throughout this segment. But somehow that worked. Like I say, Hangman Adam Page was just spitting fire here to the point. I mean, I was excited anyway, but now I cannot wait. Plus, don't forget, it's a Texas death match. I think we all need to strap ourselves in for this one. It's going to be a bumpy ride. You should watch this. Uh, Blessed in Air was then chatting to Roderick Strong in the Kingdom, and Roderick was like, Listen, I have quite the announcement to make. I know who the devil is. And I was like, Roddy, if you are lying to me, I'm gonna be very, very upset. Obviously, he had to tell Adam Cole, who magically appeared on that screen as he always does, and he was like, Adam, I know who the devil is. It's MJF. And I was like, Man, Strong, you did it to me. Of course, Adam was annoyed about this and even said, Well, maybe it's you, Roderick Strong, who are the devil. And then they kind of got into it when Cole realized, man, I have so many other better things I could do. And he hung up. And look, yes, maybe Adam Cole and his buddies are the devil and that group too. If that does turn out to be the case, that would be hilarious because it means all of this will have been staged. But I do very much like this devil storyline because when I search my feelings and ask myself, am I intrigued? The answer is a big fat yes. And talking about things I do like, it was then Sky Blue versus Red Velvet. These two are just great. The Velvet has been great ever since coming back and Sky Blue is having a great 2023. And also, look at this. It was the battle of the colors. It was red versus blue. So finally, you need to decide. The winner was also gonna be added to Chris Statler and Julia Hart for the TBS title. So of course, Chris was watching on from backstage. And at first, they just wrestled each other because they're wrestlers. And yes, look, in the early going, there were a few hiccups here, but I can't even get out of bed in the morning without falling on my face. So I ain't going to complain. And at one point, Sky threw Red into the ring apron, the hardest part of the ring. And she was using Simba the Steel Steps and Barry Barricade, which seemed unfair. But if you want to be like Simon, it kind of felt to me like Sky Blue is acting a bit heelish. I'd agree with you. I smoked my imaginary pipe. And it went ping crazy because they were just hitting those devastating moves in all of sports entertainment the surprise roll-up, but that didn't work. When Red Velvet decided, well, why don't I hit bulldog after bulldog after bulldog? I suppose because she likes moves that are named after animals. It was kind of silly because Sky figured this out and she hit the Skyfall for a one 2 ooh, but then Red came back with a bomb of power for another one 2 ooh that's what I was like, damn it, I'm in. They were then just playing wrestling tennis because they were training everything here and going back and forth. When Blue saw an opening, she hit the code blue and she got the one, two, three. She is heading to full gear. And then come back to Chris and Julia who were watching on. Of course, Hart was doing this in a dark room because she is spooky-wookie. And I have just enjoyed the fact that we took a bunch of players and we've allowed their story to play out week after week. I mean, it's not the greatest thing we've ever seen, but I just think it's been so damn solid, and I've enjoyed it a much. When we got a Miro video after this, it's never bad. Because he was talking about his hot and flexible wife coming to AEW and bringing a storm with her. Because he had seen for years that this brings the worst out of her, but also brings the worst out of Miro. Because of all this too, he's gonna wreck Daniel Garcia, come AEW collision. I was like, well that's a strange matchup, because neither of these people should lose. Still, Miro is the best for me, and the only negative is that he's not on TV more. This kind of insinuated that's about to change. I keep my fingers crossed. See, does rule, as does timeless Tony Storm, the greatest new gimmick of 2023. Cause RJC was here with Mariah May, and who's all like, I told you I'd get you into her locker room. But just as they were about to go in, Luther turned up and it went all black and white and crazy. He was like, get out of here. Somehow RJ was able to talk him round, so Mariah did go in. And now we're just going full on 1920s with the presentation. And while she was fangirling out for Tony, Storm was like, no, darling, it's not time for autographs. I think Mariah was just happy to talk to her because she was all like, oh, I went to stardom because you went to stardom when she was shooed away. When Storm turned to Luther, and she was like, one, ring up Tony Khan and get me a tune-up match before full gear. And two, I need a loofer." I guess she wanted to do some scrubbing So given that we didn't get this and Miro back to back I am giving it an up I mean this from the bottom of my tootsie toes It's everything I love about wrestling And speaking of that, here came Samoa Joe Methinks he may have a plan Because we are just trying to give him as many wins as possible Which is why he was taking on Jonathan Cruz But man, does that guy need to be given a hug Because when Samoa Joe went to do his nope spot And he just walked off Cruz, who had gone for the flying nothing Just turned to him and did the shrug emoji. I was like, that is it. Make this guy world champion now. Isley Samojo applied the Kikina Clutch and he got the tap out win. When he also got on the microphone, he was like, oh hi MJF, I need you to know the offer on my friendship is running out. Once again, one day. I shall be the AEW champion. He also called himself inevitable, so he's flipping Thanos now. And genuinely, when you go through the annals of time, Samoa Joe, for me, is one of the best ever. Like, he always just comes across as so damn legit. So he is getting an up. Something big is going to happen this weekend. I just don't know what it is. Then we've got a recap of the Continental Classic Tournament, which is starting in a couple of weeks, and that Brian Danielson is the first contender. And he's still got his Metal Gear Solid eye patch on at the moment. So please, I don't want to be like his parent here, but can everybody take care of the American dragon? He's very precious. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. When the Young Bucks came out too, this was totally wild, because they were taking on Commander with a K and Penta. And how the flub am I meant to recap this? And I just love Matt and Nick Jackson too, because they have read the tea leaves and gone, man, we should just go back to being heels. So they were absolute dicks here. I mean, at one point, they were going to do a handshake with the masked men when they went, nope, they pushed them away and they did the handshake themselves. They rule. It's also when the dives began, but Penta wasn't having any of that, so he started to smash out kicks that were super when he got Commander, and they did a damn rocket launcher. Nick stopped that with this amazing face buster, so Commander was like, ha ha, I can top you, and he did an even crazier hurricanrana when he did it again, and he sent the Jacksons into each other. I was like, honestly, somebody needs to arrest this guy, because this can't be legal. Penta then fired up, and he was doing dives and sing blades when he also did a one-person super kick party. I was like, that's really sad. You don't want to be alone at your own party. I mean, who's going to eat the cake with you? Commander joined in with his crazy DDT, but when he went for the shooting star, somehow Matt Jackson turned that into a Northern Light suplex, and then they had a super kickoff. If you went really quiet, at least 10 people on the internet were going, "Eh, too many super kicks. I think at this point, the young bucks remembered, oh yeah, we don't like you, because you do spell your name with a K, when we just got the maddest Canadian destroyer you've ever seen in your life. So don't listen to me talk about it. Go and see it with your own eyes, you'll fall on the floor. So they really are wrestling aliens from a different planet. Towards the end of this, all of a sudden, Matt Jackson was like, Oh no, my leg, my leg really hurts. And as soon as the referee went to check on him, Nick Jackson looked around. He realized that both his opponents had penises. He just smacked them in the balls over and over again. What a bad guy. It also meant that they could hit the BT trigger to get the one, two, three. So they have definitely switched sides but this does tie into their feud, and honestly, they do it so damn well up. Lexi Nair also found them instantly backstage and was like, well, what did you do that for? And Matt was like, well, look, everybody keep telling us that we don't care anymore, so maybe we should start acting like we don't care. It's true. Kenny Omega then walked in and he was trying to calm everything down. And once again, Matt and Nick was like, look, we have no problem with you. We just want to beat you at full gear so you can stop teaming with Chris Jericho and we can get the elite started again. Now Jericho must have been listening right off camera because he just walked in in his very nice suit. And even though Kenny was trying to calm things down, eventually there was a big old push apart after Jericho had called them children. And I was like, poor Kenneth, look at him stood in the middle, like some sad dad. I enjoyed all of this though. And let's face it, that tag team match is gonna be absolute fire. And if it's not, I will shave my head That's how confident I am. When we gave the guns a very easy win, If I were you and you were me, I would start thinking to myself, maybe they're about to win the Ring of Honor Tag Team title. They were facing Jacoby Watts and Peter Avalon, who I always enjoy seeing back on AEW. But they grabbed Pete, they threw out the ring, and they hit the 310 to Yuma on Jacoby. One, two, three. I mean, if you had gone to the toilet before you even got to the bathroom, this was done. It did tie in, though, because Austin and Colton were then like, oh, MJF, if we can do this against two people, think what we're going to do to you because you're fighting by yourself. Now, I'm sure Samoa Joe will team up with Max Maxwell Jacob Friedman. But if you did want to give the championship to the guns, I don't think I'd mind at all. What am I looking at? You can also then let them run right through Ring of Honor. Now I've thought about that, all that sounds very good. This was fine. Did what it had to do. Uh, Wardlow was then training after this. It was very nice that he let AEW film it. And he essentially said, Maxwell Jacob Freeman, I hate you to my very core. And that's why I'm going to find you and break you in two and laugh at your bones. He's not very happy at all. Straight after this, though, the devil did appear. Now, look, I don't think Wardlow is the devil, but maybe he's associated somehow. Although that wouldn't make any sense, because Wardlow's made it very clear. He wants to murder everyone why would he wear a mask? I do like this new Wardlow though, because he's totally out of control. When we got to our Leica like Dragon Street fight, I'm just gonna give it a round of applause. Like if you were into the Yakuza video games and you've wanted to see it brought to life in a wrestling ring, that's what it was. Now how I'm gonna tell you everything I don't know, but if you do need it summarized up, I will show you in skit form. So what do you want to do tonight, everybody? Well, I've been thinking about it, and we should just kill each other. Bingo. Paul Carl Fletcher got hit with a bat and chokeslammed through a table at the top of the rampway by Paul White almost instantly. This is when Abushi and Takeshita were getting into it. I tell you, that should be a singles feud. It also meant that Kenny Omega came to help out, so we got all the golden lovers spot. Imagine I had told you that a few years ago. 2023, doing an AEW. Nobody would have believed it. Then cut to the outside, where Paul White and powerhouse Will Hobbs were going into it, and the former Big Show took Williams' head and smashed it into a car. We cut back to the ring, and we just had all kinds of weaponry, including road signs. I mean, I may have even had a barbed wire bat, and around about this time, Brian Cage remembered he was massive, and he threw Chris Jericho into Timmy the Timekeeper's table. When the match peaked, I kid you not, I lost my mind, <laughs> and it's why I'm wearing this T-shirt today. Goofy wrestling for life. Pro Wrestling tease. Because from nowhere, Kota Ibushi was riding a bike down the highway. He was hitting people with pipes. It was the most Shenmue thing I've ever seen in my life. But when he got to Brian Cage, Ibushi had his head clotheslined lined off and he landed right on his neck. So I tell you, there is no feud bigger in professional wrestling than Ibushi versus his own head. And that head is not winning. They got even more crazy because we went back to the parking lot. And Powerhouse had picked up Paul White and he hurled him into that damn car. Now, look, I am not doing that justice. And if all of a sudden we get to next week's Dynamite and someone goes, oh, yes, the character of Paul White doesn't exist anymore, I'd be like, well, of course he doesn't. I saw what happened. Paul Fletcher was then back and he got bottled in the head straight away by Kenny Omega when we'd seen that Tukesha and Chris Jericho had gone backstage and they were doing everything, including DDTs into sofas. Brian then decided he needed to escalate things further. So he grabbed Kenny Omega and he did a superplex to the outside, through a table. And I was like, well, there you go. Kenny's dead too. Hobbs was then in the rings. And he destroyed Chris Jericho with a spine buster, though he came back with a code breaker, which is when Omega and Fletcher were doing a snap dragon dance. Oh, I had to go lay down. It didn't help because the next spot was Fletcher grabbing Abushi on the ring apron and tombstoning him through a bunch of chairs and a bunch of sides. So once again, I was like, the winner of the match is not Kota Ibushi's neck guy I mean look hes amazing but he's also totally nuts this is even more true too because earlier on Cota took a brain buster into the bicycle and that is a sentence that nobody has said before I mean when Jericho then took out Hobbs by tying him into the ropes, which is a little bit mean when Cota was back and he was throwing chairs into the square circle when Brian Cage became this zombie he took everybody out although when he went for the drill claw he got hit with the bat Kenny maker just slammed V triggers onto everybody when he grabbed Cage, one winged angel, one, two, three. This was absolutely brilliant. So it is going to get an up and it just made me happy AEW does exist when we do get things like this. Of course there's always some naysayers so i can't believe we had that entire match and nobody saw anything okay do you actually care or are you just saying that because you like to be a negative nancy the second one well at least you're honest it meant we were going to do the big go home angle before we got to the pay-per-view so yeah here came mjf he apologized to the acclaimed and everybody else that has been caught up in his nonsense because he never wanted this but he understands why it's happening he is the world champion now he's at the top of the mountain Everybody's coming after him. Max then admitted that he's scared to let the fans down because he feels like he's let down Adam Cole and he's let down the acclaimed. But why the old MJF would have run away, this new one is gonna fight for everyone and it's gonna take a damn army to take him down. Flub yeah. He also promised to take out Jay White and figure out who was behind the devil mask. When, of course, came out, Jay. Somebody said his name. Now, Jay's big point is that MJF is nothing more than a liar. We all know he's the villain. We all know that he is the devil. And come this Saturday, he's going to lose his championship. And the belt that Jay White was wearing will officially be his. Ruh-roh. He had a bunch of catchphrases and he ended it with, I've got two words for you. And although it felt like he was going to say suck it, instead he said, get him. And all of a sudden, Bullet Club Gold were here they jumped the chip They also absolutely wrecked him and hit him with every single finisher when Jay White was there and he hit the Blade Runner and we actually did a visual pinfall over Max here which I thought was a little bit strange because now I was like <laughs> you definitely ain't winning. Although to be fair it does tie into the story because Jay White has all the friends and now Maxwell has none of them so maybe when we do get to full gear he is totally wokely screwed. Now I don't believe that but I appreciate the effort. It also meant that Dynamite went off air with Bullet Club standing tall over a fallen Friedman, as Taz was like, man, this guy better reach out to Samoa Joe, and who was watching on backstage? It was Samoa Joe. So once again, I was massively confused because people still keep messaging me, going, UW doesn't have any stories. And yet on this show, I saw about 67 of them. And honestly, if you want to get some people hyped up for your pay-per-view, this was the way to do it. I enjoyed it muchly. Up. And of course, the show overall does get an up for the reasons I just laid out, but it's more important what you think, so let me know in the comments below. Like the video, share the video, subscribe, click the video on the screen right now, which is ups and downs for NXT. That war continues. Get ready <laughs> for a mad weekend of professional wrestling. I mean, there's at least four shows, Rampage, Collision, SmackDown, and of course the pay-per-view, and I'm probably missing something else too. Well, this is just my life now. It's never going to change. I wouldn't have it any other way. Goodbye.